You're listening to the Seven Transformations podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. For the show notes to this episode, stay connected at the Seven Transformations.com. Transformation is an ongoing journey, and it is good that we don't have to walk that path alone. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my weekly podcast where I share my life lessons on and off the competitive floor with a few stories in between. Hello, and welcome back to the show. My name is Tudor Alexander, and I'm your host for the Seven Transformations podcast. Thank you for joining me again. Happy Monday today. We are going to talk about a continuing conversation that I wanted to have over the course of several episodes regarding this idea of spiritual plumbing. Kind of a funny name, but it's actually very cool. So if you didn't get a chance, if you're listening to this episode the first time, check out the previous week's episode. I believe that's episode 47. And also look at episode 41 where I it's uh, I think it's called an introduction to spiritual plumbing. So this whole idea is Basically, you know, plumbing regards pipes and keeping them, you know, free and clear and all that kind of good stuff. So what spiritual plumbing is, obviously, the metaphor refers to keeping your energy aligned and productive. And you don't have to be new age. You don't have to be going to yoga retreats to really relate to this. My whole goal with this kind of stuff is really to make it accessible and intuitive for anybody looking to be the master of their life. You know, we are constantly happening, these disempowering situations, whether it's in our relationships and the decisions that we have to make uh, in things that happen to us, you know, in life. And I believe that having good tools to navigate those situations and return yourself back to being productive, being creative, being happy, uh, those things are very important to have. And if you're a curious explorer, obviously you're listening to this show uh, then definitely that's right up your alley. So today I wanted to continue the previous week's conversation. We were talking about different domains that we lose power in. There's seven major domains uh, that I've outlined, which is based on the seven chakras. If you are familiar with those, they're just different points in the body that rule a very you know a type of you know energy or thought or action that that happens. So for example. You know, the first chakra has is low at the base of your spine. It deals with your primal needs for safety and security and things like that. So that's nothing new. You know, that's been around forever. There's psychology to prove those kinds of things in science. So what I've done is I've created seven transformations based on those areas that are that are designed to go and structure your life situations in ways that you can intuitively uh, pretty much discern. So the last week I went over those domains. I went over as well how we tend to lose power in terms of the limiting beliefs that you usually experience that can help you identify where you're losing power. And then once you have that sorted out, you can basically begin to work on building the actions and habits that will help you prevent that, to repair it, to move forward, and to heal it. You know, a pipe can either spring a leak or get blocked up. So what we look at in spiritual plumbing is to keep your pipes free and clear in a sense with your creative energy, with your, you know, with your chi, however you want to refer to it. So I want to actually diverge a little bit and what we're going to do this episode. So next, I was actually planning this episode to 
get a little more into detail about some of the actions uh, in, in in each of those areas that we're going to do and basically go forward with it. But I had an idea to interject some very, very useful things, and I'll save this for next time. So the, the thing that what I was going to do today was to go back to each of those domains and to uh, kind of look at them a little more in detail in terms of different actions and feelings and things that we feel. And I have another handout that I'll post in my show notes. So if you didn't get a chance, look at the show notes. There's a handout for that that I use in my workshops. So I'm going to do that next week. Uh, this week, I'm going to go over two really awesome, very useful things that are in the workshop because, again, I think they're part of, they're all related. So the first thing, I call it the three layers of truth. And the second thing is the dimensions of existence. These are pretty lofty terms, but they're very simple, simple ideas. And this has been around, again, for ages. This is nothing new. But if you can begin to incorporate these philosophical concepts, these these ideas into your life as tools to build your awareness, that's really what it's about. You know, I talked about it in episode 41 and I think the, the last one, 47, regarding vulnerability and awareness. Those are your two tools going into this process. You are going to have to continually hone your awareness so that you can observe these power-robbing behaviors, and you're going to develop your vulnerability to address the things that are uncomfortable, to take a look at things that aren't as pretty. You know, we have a lot of behaviors that, that don't look good when we actually acknowledge them, like, for example, having to be right, you know, and, and being right at the cost of my relationship with somebody, which is what I really want. I want that love and connection. I want that, that you know, friendliness. I want the companionship. But there's something that happened, and I'm hanging on to being right because it is more comfortable. It is safer. You know, if I'm wrong, then shame might kick in. If I'm wrong, then guilt might kick in, whatever. So we have these mechanisms that really set us up for uh, you know, for failure, honestly, it's it's really a part of the human condition and it's unavoidable. It's just something that you have to continually work on. That's what the seven transformations is about. There's seven major transformations that you have that are ongoing in life. And that's what uh, these episodes about spiritual plumbing are. So let's let's zoom forward here. Three layers of truth. What is this idea? I'm going to have handouts on the show notes for both of these so you can feel free to use them. Uh, print them out, you know, whatever, enjoy their free content. So what this is, is a way to help you get out of absolutism. You know, what is absolutism? You know, it is looking at a situation as the absolute truth. So, you know, what, what a way to look at something that, okay, I can acknowledge my truth in the situation and I can also acknowledge that my truth isn't the whole truth. So it's not about saying that what you believe is not true. It's not about limiting it in any way. But it's also acknowledging that we are limited in our perspective by nature. So a good example is, you know, you sit with a person next to you and you take your hand, your palm, and you put it right between each other's face. And you look at it and they look at it. So Right immediately there is a great example of how you can structure this exercise and you can experience it in your own way. So the hand itself, your hand or their hand, whatever, that physical thing 
is the experience. It is, it is it. That's, that's something happening right in front of you. There are two layers that we go through to realize and to communicate what that experience is. So if I'm looking at the hand based on my position in time and space, I am an observer. I'm a separate observer. So my perception has now extracted a part of that hand and given me like I'm looking at the palm or I'm looking at the back of the hand. It's given me a a slice of it. So the hand itself, which is 3D, it's got three dimensions. It's got all kinds of things going on. I can't, I can't take all that in all at once because I'm not present everywhere. I'm only present somewhere. So when I look at the hand and when the other person's looking at the hand, we both see two different sides inherently based on the physical reality we live in. So now let's say you continue to describe that hand. So now I've taken my, my slice of the truth and I begin to describe that, you know, hand. well, it's, it's this, it's, you know, got a little thing here. It's got maybe a ring, whatever. My description goes through yet another filter of my experiences, my language, my psychology, my biology, everything that you can possibly imagine to filter that initial limited slice into another even tinier limited slice of the truth. So when I communicate, when I finally communicate my experience, it is so, you know, it's not that it's not relevant, but it is such a small part of the actual truth that is so diverse and so profound that that it's not even anything we can take 100%. So, and the same with the other person. The other person is going to communicate through their filter, and so by the time their communication comes out, it's two do- totally different things. And you could you could talk about something forever. I had an interesting situation with one of my friends a long time ago. We took a it took like a personal growth seminar through Landmark, which is a very big company that does these weekend, you know, things. And a lot of the stuff they do is in language, you know, so looking at something through the meaning we're making and and language and so on. So, I don't know, we met for coffee and we were just, his phone was on the table. I don't know how we got into it, but it was basically the idea that we could talk about that phone forever. Like literally we could sit there and describe it forever. I could just sit and talk and describe, like you could describe endlessly because there's an endless amount to describe. There, It never ends because the actual experience itself just is. It's, it's just radiating. It's, it's radiating photons and images and it's constantly there through time. And you're taking that in and describing it and describing it. You could get, you could spend another five, ten years doing that and you still wouldn't encompass the entirety of the phone. So, This is an old philosophical idea, but it is a very simple and very profound one because if you recognize that your perception of anything, of a person, of a situation, of a relationship, if you recognize that it is so limited and relative, then it allows you to be more open-minded. It allows you to create and work around something that appears to be 100% the truth. You know, nothing is 100% of the truth. You know, even the good things or the bad things, nothing is 100% of the truth. 
Now, we like to feel that. We like to experience that 100%. We like to have absolutes. And it's important to have them. I'm not saying we shouldn't have absolutes. Obviously, something like, okay, don't kill people. That's that's a moral law that we operate under. You know, and that's important because another thing to balance all this out, you know, so this points to relativism. It points to that nothing is absolute and so on and so forth. You need something to balance that, obviously, because otherwise then it runs into a lot of problems in certain areas. Again, this is a tool. So where it's important to balance this out is the idea of workability. So although my truth may be very limited, right, recognizing the limitations of language and communication and observation, it also, I'm going to try and pick what's most workable, you know. So if I describe a hand to you, despite all those limiting, you know, factors, there is still some sense of a hand that you'll get. You match it with your experience in your mind. Let's say, you know, right now as I'm describing it, you don't see me, but you can imagine a hand in front of you and what that looks like. So I have communicated a hand to you. So it's not the actual hand that's mine in front of me. There's no way I can get that full experience to you, even through a video. It's still limited, but it's you know, it's it's good enough, let's put it that way. So, workability is also very important. So, how does that apply to spiritual plumbing? How does it apply to, you know, maintaining your energy, to navigating these situations, you know, that kind of thing? Well, one exercise I have is to, if, if a situation happens to you that you don't like, that, that's disempowering, it is to, to list as many possible truths to the situation that could be. So it doesn't mean that when you list something that you don't agree with, that that truth, you know, that it makes it that. That's not true. It just means that that is a portion, a possible interpretation of the truth. And there's many. Like I said, with your hand, you could look at it from endless amount of angles. So find the ones that are close to each other and even the ones that are very opposite, that maybe are even uncomfortable to write down. But do it anyway. What that's going to do, this is the vulnerability part, because we don't want to acknowledge those things that are maybe uncomfortable or painful even. And it doesn't make them right. It just allows you to see that there are multiple truths. And in, you know, sometimes when we, when something happens to us, we, we put a, a truth on it because we want certainty. We want an explanation for what's happening. We want some sort of feeling of, of, okay, clarity, you know, even if, our explanation is not serving us. It's a normal human mind mechanism. So you have to you have to realize that that mechanism is not always empowering to you. Putting a, a stamp on what happened or on a person is not always going to allow you freedom to work forward from that situation. So by allowing yourself to see multiple truths in a different situation, you're freeing that hold that your mind has on a particular situation. And again, it goes back to workability. It may not, that you list out all the truths and then, you know, circle the one that gives you the most freedom in action. You know, everything that we do is chosen. It's, there's no absolute truth. And there's, it's scary, but it's also very powerful because you can choose the truth in a situation. This is where the vulnerability part comes in. This is where being open and, and also your awareness too. So if I list, if something bad happens to me, let's say, 
you know, I don't know, somebody hits me in the face. The first truth is, man, what a jerk, or God, I can't believe that's so rude, whatever, you know, I hate him, he's a terrible person. Okay, good. That's not, that's not not true. You definitely experienced that. That's a slice of the experience. So write it down. What's another truth? Well, maybe he had a bad day and, and I don't know, his, his job fired him or something. Okay, that's another truth, possible truth. Uh, what's the truth? Well, you know, maybe I, you know, triggered it in some way. Okay, that's another truth. Does it make it the true, the absolute truth? There is no absolute truth. There's like a thousand million things that all coalesced into one experience. And of course, in that situation, that silly example, the experience for me initially was that somebody hit me in the face. But there's a lot of things that conspired to create that event. So if you can begin to see them and then write them down, and then certain then that 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 step right there allows you to detach first off from your own explanation. And you don't have to let it go, but it allows you to detach mentally a little bit. And then you can start to train your awareness and say, okay, let me entertain these possibilities. Which one gives me more power? You know, and power is about having the freedom to be yourself, freedom to act in whatever you want to act, and the freedom to have whatever you want to have. And we're going to get into that in the second part of this episode. So, you know, the three layers of truth are an important, important concept in everything. Yeah, I have to constantly remind myself that there's nothing that's absolutely true. And it's a useful tool. It's it's something that you have to keep with you all the time because our minds are constantly labeling people and situations uh, in a certain way. And you have to be sure that that was a choice and not a reaction. So the next thing in this episode, which I just talked about, which is the dimensions of existence. Ooh, man, that is a real crazy term right there, right? Well, don't be scared by it. It's a very simple idea, just like the last one, but it was the best words I could come up with because they are the three dimensions that we find ourselves in, our, our existence and how we exist on this planet in our lives. And what they are is basically oh, another tool, again, for you to train your awareness in interpreting the situation. So this one particularly is very important for the next episode, and this is why I decided to prolong uh, what I was going to do today initially to the next week, because we will need to examine your you know, situations, your, your losses of power, your gains of power through these three lenses, because they're a way that you relate to a situation. So basically you have, again, I'll have a, I have the handout on the show notes episode uh, for this episode. How we exist is in terms of three different areas. So first one is to be, right? I, I am. That's, a, that's an old one. The second one is to do, is the actions that you do. And then the third one is have, you know, things that you have. We all have an inherent domain around us, the sense of property, a sense of our separate existence from everything else. This is part of evolution. You know, so when we look at power, empowerment, and I think I covered this in episode 41, empowerment is when you have freedom in all these areas. Freedom to be yourself, to to have your thoughts, to be however you want to be. Freedom to do what you want to do. And freedom to have the things you want to have in terms of the experiences you want to have, the property you want to have, to 
you know, have can be a lot of things. It doesn't have to be something like property, but, you know, let's say I have confidence, you know, that's confidence is an, an information or an abstract emotion that we have, that we, that's part of us. So if you think about disempowerment, it is really something that robs you of freedom in one, two, or three of these areas. If I'm driving, you know, to, to an appointment and I get a flat tire, I'm now probably going to be disempowered at least for a little bit because my freedom to be, and I'm jamming to my music in the car. Suddenly my freedom to be has been disrupted. I have interrupted my actions. I can't get to where I want to go, you know, and I, something has, I've lost something, you know, this is the have part. I've, I've lost my good tire. Now I have to, I have lost some money. Now I've got to maybe replace the tire, that kind of thing. So anytime our freedom is robbed in those areas, we are disempowered and understanding how they relate to each other is very important as well. So we'll actually talk about that in a little bit. So really quick with be, do, have, if you can see the outline there, basically there is a a timeline at the bottom that says now and then future. So that's really important because right now is the domain of being right now. What am I being right now? My actions are what generate from that. You know, my, my state of being is my thoughts, my beliefs, my, you know, what, what am I feeling right now? That kind of thing. That generates your actions, which of course generate the results in the world, which is your experience, the things that you have. Obviously, if I work, then I have a paycheck, you know, so if I am willing to work, which is my state of being, and then I work at a job, then that generates a paycheck. So they all relate to one another and they cause each other. Then if I have a paycheck, I'm going to continue working. Well, hopefully, depending on the amount of the paycheck. But let's say you like your paycheck, it goes back down to, okay, I'm willing to work still. Then that generates my actions. I'm going to work and I get a paycheck. So it's a, it's a cycle that we exist in constantly. So why is this important? Is that you, you will relate to a situation in different ways and understanding where you are with that particular relation will help you create actions. It's all about empowerment is all about getting back into action. So let's say, for example, with the tire example, you know, flat tire happens, boom, I'm on the road. I am upset now. You know, I don't, I can't get to where I want to go and I have a flat tire. I have to probably buy a new one. Well, it's definitely frustrating, but I can't stay frustrated because that's if if gener- if being frustrated, what actions is that going to generate? Well, let's take a look at that. I might rush, I might you know, be careless, I might hurt myself. It's not good for my my heart health, whatever, you know. So there's there's a lot of things that being frustrated, that state of being generates. It generates certain actions. Now, I look at those actions. Well, if I rush, if I, you know, whatever, uh, start getting pissed off, whatever, if I get hurt, that kind of stuff, what is that going to generate in the world as a result, as an experience, as whatever? Well, in the short term, it might generate, you know, uh, some, you know, I, I might, depends, depends if you're really unhealthy, you might get a heart attack if you get too frustrated. You might get hurt on the side of the road because you're careless and you're, you know, really peed off. 
So you don't know that. You know, in the long term, allowing yourself to be frustrated for too long and being angry and holding on to that anger, what is the cost on that? Well, in the long term, it might generate, uh, you know, a bad habit of maintaining your anger. And what's the impact on the rest of your relationships that way? So it's a way to look and see the impact of our thoughts and behavior on the results that we have in the world. And there's an old trickle-down type of, um, you know, chart that I draw. It's it's your thoughts, then you draw an arrow to the right, and it leads to actions, leads to habits, leads to character, which leads to destiny. And of course, if you draw, uh, this one won't be in the show notes, but it's pretty much the same thing. It's just a little more detailed. If you draw a time a timeline underneath that proceeds from, you know, now to, let's say, the end of your life, the future. You look at that and you say, okay, thoughts create actions. Actions create habits. Habits over time create character. Character over time is your destiny. You can't change destiny by working on destiny. You can't even change your character because character and destiny are these abstract ideas that are happening over very long periods of time. But what you can do, you can work in the area of your thoughts, your actions, and your habits. Your thoughts are very difficult to control. So, you know, that's an area where you really don't have control. I mean, you can to some extent, but you don't have absolute control. Your habits are also something you can control, but not as much because they happen over a course of time. You don't build a habit in one day. So what we really look at is your actions, your day-to-day actions. This is what is constantly creating your destiny because actions over time create habits. And the habits that you have over time also create your character. Of course, your character over time expresses itself as your life destiny. And we can go into that, you know, all day. But the idea is that you are in a cycle of cause and effect that essentially there is no cause and effect. It's all just related to one another. Your thoughts create your actions, you know, your actions create results, and then your results go back to generating more actions and so on. So you have to use your awareness to pull yourself out of this cycle and and be able to change its course whenever you have a disempowering situation. And that's what this whole thing is about, is being able to relate to what is disempowering me? And in the workshop, the exercises I have with, with these three dimensions of existence is utilizing your awareness to, when you have a situation, say, okay, something happened, and now I am blank. What's my state of being as a result? I am pissed off. I am depressed. I am, you know, angry. I am, you know, whatever, feeling ashamed. I don't, whatever it is. Okay. And what is the impact on your actions from that state of being? Well, if you're, okay, if I'm depressed, well, I don't go out anymore, you know, or, you know, I avoid people. Okay, great. And what's what do you have as a result? Well, I have, you know, less friends now. I, I My skin's gotten paler because I'm in the house longer, whatever, you know. So now you have three, three ways that you can observe something that happened and its impact on your existence. Because each one of those ways is what we're going to look at in the next episode on Monday regarding, okay, be, do, have. Those are the three dimensions of existence. What does it look like when I'm disempowered in a particular domain? So if I'm, let's use an example, the first domain, which is which I covered in the last episode, 47. 
trust. That is the domain of trust that deals with your ability to trust situations, to control what you can control, and to let go what you can't. So if I'm disempowered in that domain, what does that look like in these three dimensions of existence? Well, in the state of being, I might be afraid or be doubting, be worried, be panicked, that kind of thing. So what are the kind of things that I would do in those situations? I'm going to control others. I might resist. I might run away. I might mistrust. I might force a situation. You know, and what do I have as a result in that domain if I'm disempowered? Well, you have worry. You have fear. You have self-doubt. You have anxiety. And those are just emotional states. There's so many other things that you can have as a result. You know, if you're trying to control others, you're going to have resistance from others. You're going to have problems with your relationships and your business. Same thing. You know, so ultimately, these are the different ways that we can take. Now, if it, let's say we look at it opposite, if I'm empowered, and this will be another episode uh, regarding the different experiences of these domains once they're transformed. So trust transformed is peace. So that means you you know you're you're at peace. So I am peaceful. I am trusting. I am patient. I am faithful, relaxed. Those kinds of things. What are the kind of things that I would do? Well, I would breathe, let go, relax, trust, those kinds of things. And I have, as a result, patience. I have calmness. You know, I have, and again, these are, these are conceptual results, you know, but there's so many other things that we can have as a result. So this is a way that we look at those domains in more detail. That's why I wanted to do this today, because uh, the next episode, I'm going to look at your you know, these, these different domains, just like we did today with trust, and uh, basically how, what are some of the things that we can do, specifically in each domain, actions to keep ourselves empowered. That's what, that's what the next episode is about. And I wanted to introduce these ideas uh, of dimensions of existence and, and truth and things like that to help you, to help you navigate those situations. For, for the truth section, I wanted to help you navigate disempowering situations because it allows you to disconnect from the absolute truth that you've put on something that, that's robbing you of power. That's number one. For the dimensions of existence, it's going to allow us to really give us different ways to approach a, a, a disempowering situation that you can, sometimes, some people can relate to it based on what their state of being is. Some people relate to it based on actions. Some people relate to it based on what they have. So all three need to be considered because it's, it's all about workability. Again, none of this stuff is absolute truth. It is about what can get you the result. So if, if I say, you know, okay, you're disempowered. Uh, are you afraid? Okay. Or no. Are you trying to control us? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to control us. You know, that, that phrase sticks out to you. So the action part, the do is what gets you to relate to it. So, and as a result, now we have something that we've caught with our, with our mind, with our awareness that we can work from. So that's what it's really all about, just giving you tools to examine situations. And when you look into working forward and creating, you know, something positive, that also gives you tools because it gives you different ways to look at the same thing. You know, if you want to be peaceful, then you have to breathe or let go, or what are the actions I have to do? Okay, what would I have as a result? And painting these mental pictures allows you to really engage that future, engage that solution in a much more diverse way. So I hope that this has been helpful. 
Thank you so much for listening. These are super fun to share with you. Um, they're tools that I use every day, and my life is not short on disempowering situations. It is something that we have to constantly navigate. That is the whole point of the seven transformations, these domains that we are constantly working in to transform them into something an experience of empowerment, you know, and I'll get to those spaces as well. My goal is the next episode to talk about seven easy or well ways to get empowered basically that you can do in your life on a regular basis. So action oriented. So we'll cover the domains in a little more detail. And then the ne- the next episode after that, I'll talk about spaces and how when everything is free and clear, what is that a space for and how can we relate that to our internal gifts, in a sense. So, pretty cool stuff. I think it's useful. Let me know what you feel. Contact me through the website if you'd like to chat or give me some feedback. I always welcome that. So, thank you again one more time for your support, for your generosity in listening to this and sharing it with your friends. I really appreciate the ability to communicate something that is very important to me with other people. So, Thank you for shaping. So thank you for letting me shape your life and and vice versa. So have a great rest of your week. We'll see you on Friday with some interviews and then Monday we'll pick this up. Have a good one. You're listening to the 7 Transformations podcast with your host Tudor Alexander. For more episodes like these, subscribe or stay connected at the 7transformations.com.